When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. Very excited today to sit down with Brett Harrison, president of FTX US. Brett, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Most of our viewers are already familiar with FTX. Uh, We've had Sam Bankman-Fried on the platform uh, with me. Uh, But today, we're going to talk about the US entity, FTX US. But before we talk about that, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, You have a very sort of traditional uh, finance background, Citadel, Jane Street. Tell us a little bit about that uh, and how you got involved in the crypto space. Sure. Uh, So I guess I started uh, studying computer science in college and I wasn't sure quite what I wanted to do with that. At the time, it wasn't obvious how many career choices one would have by doing that. I just thought maybe I would just be a teacher or go work for Google or something. But then I had a bunch of friends who were interning at different trading firms like D. Shaw and Bridgewater and Jane Street. And I followed a couple of them to Jane Street as an intern and then ended up going there full time. So I spent eight years at Jane Street Capital doing uh, primarily software development, things like algorithmic trading system development, slow latency, order entry, gateways, uh, market data and research systems, things like that. Uh, and while I was there, I overlapped with Sam for, uh, for four years. He was a trader on the international ETF desk and we worked on a couple of projects together. Then we, you know, part of ways around the same time, uh, he went off to do, you know, things like Alameda and FTX. I followed my family to Chicago and took a couple other jobs. And then around the time I was looking to leave Citadel, uh, you know, we had been keeping in touch over text and he said, you know, hey, do you want to come over to FTX? And I said, yes, I didn't know a thing about crypto, but was just ready to just take the plunge anyway. And uh, that's sort of how it happened. Yeah, it's so interesting uh, how the trajectory into the highest end of finance has changed. Uh, Traditionally, uh, when I was younger, people wanted to work at big banks, obviously post Dodd-Frank, folks want to work at the places where the action is. That's the trading shops, the Citadels, uh, the Bridgewaters, the Jane Streets of the world. Uh, And second, it's this idea that studying computer science puts you in very good stead uh, to get those uh, gigs rather than, you know, studying traditional finance in college. Yeah, a lot of the firms almost say we'd prefer if you didn't have traditional finance knowledge because it it biases people against the kinds of trading strategies and and things that they figured out that you can never read in a textbook. And so often they'll say, oh, if you have an MBA, it's a bad sign. It's pretty interesting. I think they want people with more more scientific backgrounds, computer science, physics, mathematics. um, And that seems to be the the trend for a lot of these quantitative finance shops. Yeah, people who know how to think and people who have the raw quantitative skills uh, to come in and learn things new. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm not trying to say that people with MBAs don't know how to think, but more than just like the, the, the signal to noise for, for people who are studying the hard sciences is, you know, is pretty high. Yeah, certainly not. There are a lot of brilliant people with MBAs, but having a background in the sciences, uh, mathematics, the STEM field, is a pretty good indicator that you know how to think about things in a very quantitative and structured way. So let's talk a little bit about FTX US. What do you guys do? Uh, what are the business lines you currently run? Uh, and what are the businesses you're going to be moving into in the future? Yeah, so FTX US was started around the end of 2020. And we were 
started as a separate business entirely from FTX.com, which is the international exchange, basically the, 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 the mothership that runs all the businesses minus the US side. And that's because there's very specific and strict regulatory requirements in the US to be able to offer the products that we want. So we started off primarily as a spot cryptocurrency exchange, places where you can you know, exchange USD for Bitcoin and for Ether and you know, these kinds of uh, you know, products and services. Um, and we've grown a lot since then. So uh, towards the beginning of 2021, we had uh, 10,000 clients and around a million dollars a day in spot volume. Uh, towards the end of 2021, we had 1.2 million customers and around 300 million a day in volume. So we grew a tremendous amount in a very short period of time, in spite of the fact that we were very much going up against these very large, you know, 10-year-old incumbents in the space. And we did that by a couple of different, you know, things that made us special. So first, um, we built a platform that was really built for institutional liquidity. So if you think about FTX.com, it has something like 3x the volume of Coinbase with around a 120th of the users. And that is because it really caters to those very large, you know, high frequency market makers and, you know, large professional traders. Uh, it's supposed to be a really high quality, um, operationally robust platform for that kind of trading. Uh, the second is we acquired uh, an app called Blockfolio in the beginning of, towards the beginning of 2021, which was like a retail focused portfolio uh, tracking app. And I added trading to that, and that helped us pick up a bunch of customers through that acquisition. Uh, third, we have a bunch of ancillary services that we now offer as part of our exchange, things like FTX Pay, which lets people, um, as a merchant, be able to accept payment in the form of crypto, and we'll handle either transmitting that crypto or converting it to USD for them. We have an NFT marketplace that allows people to transact in both Solana and Ethereum NFTs, as well as to mint their own on either platform. And most notably, in the end of uh, 2021, we acquired a CFTC-regulated derivatives exchange and clearinghouse called Ledger X. And we since rebranded that to FTX US Derivatives, and we have an application with the CFTC right now to be able to offer margins, futures, and options on crypto to US customers directly through a 24-7 real-time margin platform. So we have a lot of things that are happening at once. Um, I can name a few more too. We, are we launched a gaming unit, we acquired a game studio, and we're looking to incorporate our blockchain NFT technology with various games that want to get into the space. Uh, we're soon to launch a US stocks platform. Uh, we have a regulated broker dealer that's going to be able to let people buy stocks and crypto from the same app, similar to Robinhood. So a lot going on in the US side. Right, you've anticipated many of my questions there. Obviously, a tremendous amount to talk about. You guys are moving very quickly in this space. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you are regulated right now uh, and how you see yourself being regulated in the future. Yeah, so we're regulated in a number of different ways, depending on the business line. It is regulated by FinCEN, the Financial Crime Enforcement Network, as, as a money service business, MSB. It's a little bit of a weird fit for an exchange. And that is how all the other exchanges are, are regulated right now. And that's because there isn't yet a primary markets regulator between the SEC and the CFTC for spot crypto exchanges. Um, our CFTC venue is licensed by the CFTC. We have a number of different licenses there. We have a DCM or designated contract market license, which is basically an exchange order book for derivatives. We have a derivatives clearing organization. It's a clearinghouse uh, where you know it matches up um, the various uh, obligations between the buyers and sellers and evaluates risk. Um, that's a very difficult license to obtain. It usually takes around five years to get from the CFTC. 
We have a FINRA regulated broker dealer to be able to offer stocks, which is we're going to be using soon. Um, and we're applying for a number of other licenses as well. So we're regulated in a number of different ways by different agencies, depending on the business line. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a significant operation and you're growing very rapidly in terms of the number of business lines that you're able to offer, the way that you're regulated. Uh, what is the time horizon that you're thinking about uh, for implementing some of these new services, new business lines, for example, uh, stock trading in addition uh, to digital asset trading? Yeah, so stock trading is going to happen this quarter. We're very close on that. Um, the derivative side, the primary thing we're waiting for is approval from the CFTC. Uh, we handed them an 800-page application, which we spent you know 10,000 hours going through with the staff and the CFTC to get comfortable with our margin model, our risk parameters our technological setup. And, you know, we anticipate hopefully getting approval sometime within a, a number of months, and in which case we'll be able to offer those as well. Um, so those are the two most important uh, timelines coming up for new products. Yeah. How many employees do you have uh, in the U.S. alone at this point, Brett? Uh, in the U.S., it's around 75. Uh, we like to stay extremely lean as a company. Um, it helps us be nimble, move fast on new products, to iterate, to concentrate on what's important. I think, you know, we could definitely use a few more uh, given all the stuff that we want to do. But, you know, we are very small compared to many of our competitors. I think Coinbase has something like six or seven thousand employees. Um, so it's, it's a very different setup for us. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, earlier this idea of operational robustness, institutional focus. What does that mean practically uh, in terms of the metrics that you apply uh, to the services and business lines that you offer? So first, uptime. This is very important. For, for a long time, whenever there was a modicum of volatility in the, in the Bitcoin market, you would see exchanges just either go down for long periods of time or have unacceptable latencies for their participants. Sometimes people's you know, websites would freeze and they couldn't get in. Um, we have an amazing track record of basically 24-7 uptime. I'm not sure we've had a minute of downtime in months, um, maybe except for one scheduled outage to do a, a maintenance update. And so we've had to build technology such that we can basically hot swap components on the fly while keeping the entire exchange running, which is a pretty cool technological feat. Hey there, revolutionaries. Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the most brilliant minds in finance and crypto. Join our community of lifelong learners for exclusive access, unparalleled education, and unbiased insights.